Hello, my name is Millie Jo Adair and I am the former Miss Junior Team Great Britain and today I'm discussing charity work in pageantry. Welcome to Pageantland, the UK's premier podcast for all things pageantry with your host Jessica Barkley. Here you'll find guest experts, past, present and future queens, plus my own personal insights into what it's like to follow your pageantry dreams. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a share on social and pop me a review on iTunes. Now strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, thank you so much for joining me this evening. And Hi, thank you for having me. <laughs> again, I'm in pyjamas. I believe you're going comfy as well. You've gone comfy gym kit. This is how... This is yes, what I have gone for that look. <laughs> I'm one extreme or the other. I'm like tailored, bodycon dress, evening gown, or like gym kit pyjamas. <laughs> no, pyjamas is always the one to go with. Yeah, I'm like, the mid, there's no middle ground. I have... I, <laughs> I did, I invested in some like mum outfits, some middle ground things because it's just, I can't always be rocking up to like preschool pickup in a ball gown. <laughs> it doesn't tend to go down very well. Um, so I was exactly. like, I had, to, I had to, I've actually got some jeans. I didn't own jeans that fitted me pre-baby. I had some pre- Really? And then I've got, but I've got a couple of pairs, I've got like two pairs now. And to be fair, one of those is falling down now. Uh, now I'm into galaxy <laughs> training. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, they say pageantry is expensive. And I'm like, yeah, beyond everything you have to get for the pageantry, once you get into like the training, getting ready for my swimwear, I'm like, oh, exactly. now none of my normal clothes fit. <laughs> Except <my clothes>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Um, so can you explain a little bit about how you started in pageantry? What drew you into pageantry and where you are now, like what you're doing with pageantry at the moment? Well, my pageantry story started in 2016. Um, I was on a website looking for acting roles, actually. And an advertisement came up for Little Miss Teen Great Britain. And I didn't know what it was about. I just thought it was about toddlers and tiaras. And my whole family, my mom, my auntie, used to do pageants when they were younger. And my my auntie was uh, Miss United Kingdom. And I just thought it would be a great idea. So I signed up, not thinking I was going to get accepted. And I did. And I was so not prepared. I got there. Um, hair was all wonky. Curlers, <laughs> some parts were straight. Red lipstick and Little Miss Teen Division was not the best idea. But I made lots of memories. And I still have friends um, today, to this point, um, that I met um, on that night. I got top five. And ever since that night, I fell in love with pageantry. I just wanted to get back and do it again. Mm. So got home that night and um, signed up to Galaxy. Uh, which is another system that um, Pageant Girl owns, worked really hard. And that's where my charity work really started. Um, I started um, my appearances as well. Um, I competed in Junior Miss Galaxy Mm -hmm. 2017, got first runner-up. So I was so close, um, but um, everything happened for a reason. Yeah. Because later on, later on in October, I took home the title of Junior Miss Teen Great Britain. Um, and that was great. I had a whole year 
of appearances, going around volunteering, meeting new people. It was the best year of my life. Um, and I'm not just saying that because I won the title, I'm being honest. It was amazing. I'm forever going to remember it. And I'm so grateful I had the opportunity to hold a title like that. And I handed over to such an amazing winner. And to now, to this point, I, I did compete in Team Galaxy. Um, but for now, I'm for a break. I'm going for a break. Um, but that, it's not the end of my pageant journey. I will 100% be coming back. Mm-hmm. I think it's, um, it's very hard to believe anyone that says, that's it, I'm done. Unless they've <laughs> yeah. like just come off a, a, a national title. Sometimes I, I've had a few queens that are like, no, this is it, kind of. Or, Quite often, they've their own their heart is in one system, and if they've aged out of a category, but maybe they're not married yet, or um, they've won the the national title and the international title in their category, then they can't go back and do that one anymore. Um, they're sort of like, yeah, no, I am done <laughs> because there's nowhere else for me to to go. Um, but it's yeah, I've had a, a few pageant friends that've been like, yeah, I'm done, I'm I'm, done, I'm finished, and I'm like a couple of years later that I'm see they've signed up for something. Or you can see they're gearing up for something. Yeah. Suddenly they start chatting in the pageant Facebook groups more than they have been and post. The you can just tell. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, you're about to announce something. And <laughs> I was, I was like, I'm done, I'm done, I'm definitely done. And then Bella, taught, who's the international, Miss International in 2016? No, 2015, 2016. One of those. Um, <laughs> I can't remember. Um, Sorry, Bella. Um, she taught me into <laughs> coming back for 2017 um, and then, yeah, didn't end up competing because of my little one. Um, appearing on the scene? Umming a lot tonight. <laughs> this is not good. Um, <laughs> again, it's very hard not to um when you realise you're doing it. And <laughs> so through this, you were the, the Miss Galaxy Charity, uh, Miss Teen Galaxy t- Charity title holder for the 2018, no, where are we? What year are we in? The finals 19. that have just been, 2019 finals that have just been. And um, the last time I competed, I got the Miss Charity title. It was the, as much as I wanted to win, that was the title that really meant more to me was doing the Miss Charity because mm-hmm. cancer charity. And during the, that year, I'd lost my mum to cancer. And oh, that's so one sorry of my big connections. Thank you. That's one of my big connections with Galaxy is the fact that it's got the amazing charity and um, the mm-hmm. Christie and that I, I kind of, you, you want to fundraise for that. I, it's, it's nice now I'm seeing with some pageants, they let you choose the system that you want to, uh, the charity that you want to sponsor and that you want to fundraise mm-hmm. for. But I think it's quite nice. The fact that as a team of galaxy girls, we all fundraise for the same charity. Uh, yeah. So- I really like that concept as well. It's, it's and it's nice like one of the biggest things when people are like you do pageants that's a thing and I'm like yes that's a thing um and <laughs> the galaxy pageant system in the UK has raised over a quarter of a million pounds for charity or like just the, the Christie charity when you think about all the other charity fundraisers that people do for their chosen charities on top of that within a pageant system mm-hmm. like incredible amounts of money um yeah why was it so important for you to go after that title and to do so much charity work as part of your pageant journey? Well, um, like I mentioned before, ever since I started pageantry, it was something that I really wanted to do. I didn't want to just rock up there and be good on stage. I wanted to work for it. Mm-hmm. And when I saw the um, the Christie's charity, 
Um, luckily, I haven't lost anyone in my family from cancer, but my auntie was diagnosed with breast cancer just a year ago. She's cancer-free, thank God. But it was something that my mom and I were so passionate about. And we, as a team together, worked hard. We did um, fundraising events. And we just thought that such an important charity should really, really, they deserved um, getting help and they deserved us putting ourselves out there to try and help them. It was just, I felt very passionate about it. And I always have. And each pageant that I competed in, I no matter what the charity was, I worked really hard to raise. My goal was always a thousand. Um, that was always my goal, all five hundred between one of those. And thankfully, each pageant that I've competed in, I was able to raise that amount. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, but the Christie's charity, um, Together for Short Lives, are such amazing charities that I think Holly did a good job when she was deciding which par- charities to pick because they really do help the patients and the families and. They really do deserve all the help that they get. Mm. And one of the big things I love with the Christie, it's even though it's based up north and I'm down south, it's done the research and the work there and they treat patients from all over the UK, I think possibly beyond the UK. Yeah, they're actually um, one of the biggest charities in Europe. Wow, so I was new yes, to yeah. the UK and I mean the proton beam treatment coming over from America that was just a standard treatment there and we didn't have it. Um, but funnily mm-hmm. enough, one of the things with them that really connected with me was the so the lines that you have to have put in for your chemotherapy. And I remember them more so um, one of my friends at junior school had cancer um, and is still alive and well now today. And But her lines drove her absolutely crazy because when they were in she couldn't swim she's sort of a young vibrant girl they had um you know the swimming pools that are on top of land the circle ones yeah yeah they had one of those in their um in their garden that her stepdad had built like this decking and this little beach and stuff around and he actually connected it to pond filters so that it didn't have chlorine and things in it so that when her line wasn't in she could swim but it was just this frustration of the time when her line was in that she felt like pants and couldn't swim. And it was the same with my mum when her line was in and there was so much that she couldn't do on top of having to fight cancer. Um, And it was just a constant reminder, even on the days you're feeling good, this horrible line sticking out that your chemo had to go in. Um, And that was some of the work that the Christie did to develop new lines and different lines. And there's one that's a bit literally like a third nipple now. And that you can really wow with and bath and do all the things with, and it's diff- little things like that. I mean, having a good mental approach to your cancer care is incredible. And I'm completely going off on a cancer-related tangent now. Um, but it's <laughs> it's things like that that make such a difference, and that's how yeah. I'm connected with the Christie, and it makes it easier. So I would say, I always say to everyone out there that's listening, finding the right system for you is very important, and you should definitely if. If the charity work is important, is factor in what charity you'll be fundraising for. Um, as much as there are so no no charity, no pageant is gonna pick an unworthy charity, but it's very exactly. hard to fundraise if you don't care or you don't connect. It's not about caring if you okay. don't really connect yeah. with it. Um, for me, I love animals, but I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily connect with fundraising for an animal charity and might get shot for saying that but <laughs> I wouldn't find as much drive to fundraise for that as I would yeah it's true it's true charity um I'm also doing some work with a, a pregnancy crisis charity and a, a, a ending violence against women charity based charity um as part of my current title 
and I connect with those not because I've been through either of those things but they somehow have connected with me and they're part of yeah charities themselves are part of my life so everyone that's listening if you're working out what system to compete in also consider the charity they support yeah very (laughs) important um so it's obviously it's not for everyone but do you think all pageant contestants should be doing some fundraising for their charity if there's a charity element in their system um I think they should I think they should because they're Charity is something that not everyone does, but I think should because we have such many privileges that we don't every single day. I was getting into bed. It's just a normal thing, but there's kids around the world that don't even have a bed. We take things for granted. And I think that we have the opportunity to just one pound makes such a big difference. And some people don't realize that. I don't, I think it doesn't matter the quantity that you raise, but just the thought and the thought of you doing good will not only be make you feel good and feel better about yourself but you will grow as a better person yeah um and I think that's what's good about pageantry is that you're not forced to do it but they give you the 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 idea of doing it and that's what makes us grow as individuals that's how I look at it and I think they should I think they should get out there and I think they should try no matter what what the quantity is one pound a hundred six thousand whatever it is yeah um like Tesco said that every little helps every little helps (laughs) I love that slogan. I use that all the time. <laughs> exactly. It's amazing. I love it. it. It's it's interesting, particularly if you haven't competed in pageants before, just setting up a Just Giving page and saying, I'm fun. And this is probably easier in the junior and teen divisions, to be honest. As you get older, you're going to get away with this slightly less. But <laughs> to put up a Just Giving page and say, I'm doing a pageant and as part of that journey, I'm fundraising, you will get a certain amount of donations anyway. I mean, I did even with my Miss titles, um, just having that page up and sharing that page a lot, got a certain amount of donations in because actually for a lot of people, getting up and doing a pageant's pretty scary. They're like, yeah, yeah, we'll sponsor you to just (laughs) do that. Um, So even if you're competing and you don't want to or don't feel comfortable arranging any kind of event, then do that. Um, or signing up, even saying, I'm going to go and do, a, I'm doing my first park run, will anyone sponsor me? Um, because there are park runs up and down the country, they're free to enter, uh, you just register on the website, you can just show up and do it, you don't even need to be registered, um, and and say that that's your, your fundraising thing. So there are very simple ways of doing something. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's like a megaphone to your voice being in pageantry, so make the most of that megaphone. <laughs> Um, yeah that's a good yes so where would you start when planning charity fundraising obviously we've said about setting up a page going for it but uh, where do you personally start well that is actually what I do I actually I do make a page on just giving because I'm not sure if you're aware but I do live in Portugal I am fully, I am English and I go backwards, backwards and forwards, but I do live in Portugal. So it is easier for me to do fundraising um, online because yeah. not only that, I can work in the two countries at once. Um, but what I normally do is I make the page and I post it all on my social media, ask some family and friends, talk about the charity. And each um, pageant I've done, I've approached the um, the charity differently. Um, for Junior Galaxy, I made a video um, that was six minutes long talking about the Christie's, why it's important, why we should donate. And that went really, in my eyes, it went viral in the pageant community. Lots of people were sharing it. I've got lots of support. 
And that was the first step that I did making that video. And just from that, I got lots of donations. And I started there. I started on my social media and sharing it. And then that's when I started to organize fundraising events. They're not easy to organize, I'm going to be honest. Um, But I think if you have an idea and people like your idea, not only will it be fun to do, but you will get lots of money for the charity for it. Um, I've organized two big events by myself without my mom, just by myself. I organized a white party. This was when I was um, the reigning Miss Unity in Great Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, the money went to Together for Short Lives and Alderhey Hospital. Alderhey Hospital um, is a charity that is not connected to a pageant, but I do have a strong connection with it. It seems it's the hospital that saved my life when I was a little girl. So Aww. I felt really great um, donating to them. And then I organized a red a Valentine's party. And this is when I was a team Galaxy finalist. And I raised nearly a thousand pounds just in that night. And it's, 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 a, it's my favorite appearance of all time. And it was the biggest charity event I did. And it wasn't easy. I did have to email many people, text many people to get them to come, find sponsors to make it fun. But at the end of the day, it was such an amazing night. So it, I started off small. But then as you get along with it, you'll find it easier and you'll find sponsors and it will be very successful, all your fundraising events. Was that your most profitable event? Prof- I can't yeah, say it was. Profitable event as well. Um, yes, it so was. It goes, goes to show that sometimes the more fun that you have planning and running them, the more, the more profitable they're going to end up being. Because it, it, mm-hmm. it is still hard work and it is still, I mean, I, I love planning them getting people there is the big bit that stresses yeah. me out <laughs> um, yeah I've got I'm, I've just got my flyers arrived yesterday for my next one which is the 2nd of November I'm doing a charity quiz night um so the flyers have just arrived uh so this won't be going out for this might even be going out after my event now I'm saying that but uh so we are the beginning <laughs> of October when we're recording this but i <laughs> I'm always I've always got to be ahead of myself with recording so that I know they're there and ready to go. Um, but yeah, the second of November is my first event. The charity, uh, the flyers for it have arrived and started putting like advertising out on social media and things. But it is you do feel a bit like you're hounding people to start with. But yeah, you know you've planned an amazing event. You're like, if I can get you there, I know you're going to have a good time, so it's okay. But you can't just put up an event page on Facebook and expect to sell all your tickets. Um, yeah you have to text many many people yeah text and text again and then private message them and then instagram post them and then comment on their thing that they put up on facebook about looking for something to do next weekend and again 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 because i've seen quite a few things be have to be cancelled recently which is a real shame um things that look good and i've i think i've had three three events now that i bought tickets for that I've been refunded for because they've had to cancel the events. Um, oh, that's a shame. It's, 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 and it is a very tough climate at the moment. Um, sponsors aren't as generous as they would like to be because we are in uncertain times um, with Brexit <laughs> approaching and all that. Yeah. <laughs> Brexit and other stories. <laughs> I feel like it's a comedy yeah. step in itself. Um, so it is much harder to do things. Um, the I think that that is definitely affecting how fundraising happens and because of social media and things there are a lot more events you do have to be more creative with them did you, yeah, you need to think of them something new or, yeah is it is it did you go to events and that sparked ideas or where do you feel like um, your ideas come from 
my ideas well I normally just think of what I would want to go to (laughs) what I would want to do so um for example I'm going to the charity events I've done in the UK with all the pageant girls um I thought about just having a big get together and disco party and having fun and the thing that people really like are the themes that I pick um because the first one was a white party so everyone was wearing white the pictures looked insane and then in the valentine's one everyone had to wear red um it's the ideas and what I wanted to say before was that I think that once you have your first event and even if you get about 10 20 people there yeah once you have your first event you get them there the next event will be easier because they will see those people that went there it was successful they'll want to go back and then they'll tell all their friends. And that's how I think my um, Valentine's event was my most profitable because the white party was so successful. And I think that's what got more people to come to the red party. So I think but that's where I got my ideas from, from thinking about what I want to do. In school, I did have to think of fun um, ideas, things that... Oh, did it disconnect? Hello? Did you... Uh, did you just... Okay, sorry. Someone just tried to call me. But sorry. Um, <laughs> as I was saying, as I was saying, in school, um, because we're all teenagers, charity is not very common. Um, yeah. You don't. It's not every day you find a teenager that's raised lots of money for charity. So what I did was um, I did a sponge the British because I go to an international school. So the kids had to pay um, a euro or two to get a sponge <laughs> to sponge my mom and I. And we raised quite a lot of money and the kids loved it. So I, it was it was so funny and I was completely soaked. <laughs> they went at it. They went at it. I just alone in one hour, my mom and I raised 200 euros in one hour and it went on for like four. It was like crazy. And we had lots of fun doing it, even though we were wet. The kids loved it. All the teenagers loved it as well. So I think once you find That's a good concept brilliant. and a good idea, they'll, they'll want to get involved. That, I, oh, it's, it'd be the wrong season to do it now over here because now it's cold running up until Galaxy. But for the, my next regional title, or if I win my national title, whichever comes first, um, with my pers- the personal trainers at my gym, because you yes. kind of have a love-hate relationship with, with gym instructors and fitness instructors. Yeah. As a personal trainer myself, I know that with my clients, um, it's a love-hate thing. They love me and they also <laughs> hate what I make them do. Um, but instead of sponge the British, sponge the PT or ice bucket. <laughs> yes. Yes. My, um, this week, next week, I'm doing a charity event. Just I'm in a small college now, so it's much harder to raise money. But what we were, what we're going to do was going to pie the student committee. Yeah. So all like the, the president, the vice president and like the events manager, that's who I am. They're going to be able to pie us. So they're going to pay and they get to put a pie in our face for charity. It's going to be lots of fun. I I might have to steal that one with the person with the, because they want to do something at the gym. They said about doing, and I've pitched one challenge idea, but that sounds much simpler than the one I came up with. Yeah. (laughs) Lots of fun. I promise you. Simple, lots of fun. Yeah. And definitely you just have one fitness instructor after the other on duty and reception with a big pile of pies. (laughs) Great. That's brilliant. So uh, you said you you normally go for like 500 to a thousand. How do you pick? Was that, and the first thing, the first event you did was, um, not the first event you did, the first pageant you did, was that what you went in with? And where did you come with that number? Do you think that helps having a target? Um, well, the first pageant I did, um, I, I didn't even know there was, I was really unfamiliar with it. So my second, cha- my second pageant was when I started my charity work. Mm-hmm. But, um, 
my goal was really high for a newcomer. And I think that's what made me more motivated. Having a target mm. makes you want to, it's like a goal, isn't it? And you want to, you want to reach it. You want to tell everyone, Hey guys, I accomplished my goal. I raised this much money for charity. Um, and I think it really does help with the motivation side. Um, but my target was quite high, but I did have, um, around six, seven months till the pageant. So I did have a lot of time, um, yeah. to reach the goal. And thanks, I did reach that goal. I was very happy. I, um, my goal was a thousand and I was a junior, ju- a junior Miss Galaxy. So I was only, when I set the goal, I was 14 years old. Yes, I was 14. So it was really new for me. It was hard, but um, I think it really does help setting the target um, motivational wise. And I think just after you accomplish it as well, you feel so good about yourself. You feel like you've actually like, you've done something so good for the community and I think it's really good and it makes you more confident it it made me more confident for my pageant not because not because I think it will help me win because that's not at all what it is just the fact that I'm going in there and I'll be able to tell people what I've done my journey so far and that I was able to accomplish it it's a great story to tell and um I think lots of the pageant girls will agree when I say that I think also don't uh, if you're if you're fairly new to pageantry and you're listening to this and you do try and plan an event and it doesn't go to plan particularly at the moment like I said the economic climate at the moment is crazy um it, it, it is across the world actually the economic climate is crazy <laughs> at the moment um probably in part thanks to the psychos we have in power um but again another story um, and if you if something if it doesn't go right and you have to cancel your event and things like that be honest because chances are one of the judges will have seen that that's happened and be honest and talk about what you learned from that experience and what you will take away from that experience moving forward because you learn so much during the, uh, the journey through competing in pageantry and that doesn't need to be you learn more so much more from your failures than your successes sometimes yeah, so it's, it's true worth, it's worth still don't be afraid if something goes wrong I think yeah particularly as things are a bit what they say financially dire in the world at the moment if things go wrong still find what you've learned from it and talk about that as well you can still make the most of the experience even if you haven't been able to raise any money from the event um and the other thing that you just said sparked in my mind was I was told with with just whether you're just giving or virgin money or whichever the platform different platforms you're using um one is try and find the platform that the rest of the pageant contestants are using with uh galaxy we have a a galaxy 2020 group on just giving so you can connect your just giving page to their group but it might be that the pageant system you're in is using a different platform and they have a group set up on there so it's worth checking where everyone else is doing the fundraising if they're not using a specific one is find the one that that charges the charity the lowest rates um i have Mm -hmm. seen now on just giving there's an option when you donate you can click to also pay the fees or let it come out of your donation so it depends whether you have 10 pounds to spend or whether you would like the charity to get 10 pounds and then you'll pay the extra um it's giving you that option now but it is worth checking because different platforms charge different amounts um and the other one i was told is to always make sure you haven't hit your target so you know your target was a thousand pounds but if you got to a thousand and five pounds is on just giving put it up because people will donate more if you haven't yet reached your target 
Yes, that is true. That is, <laughs> I can speak from experience. I did do that. But, and also like when, once you reach your goal, even though you, you've accomplished it, you still want to keep going. Like you want to pass your goal. So like I keep, I kept putting it higher. My other patch, I reached the goal. I'll be like, okay, now let's put another hundred. Like, let's keep going. We can do this like higher and higher. So it is, that is a really good point to make. It I is really. like the last time I did galaxy, it was four, there were four nights of finals and I was on the last night and I was at the workshop the day before. So it was there for nearly a week beforehand reposting and posting and sharing pictures from the pageant with my link again and post and post and post and on the morning of I had to go and get my total of my fundraising reception printed it off for me for me to hand it in because I'd literally been chasing up until the very last minute for extra donations and donations because I wanted to get this Miss Charity title um which I did but it was just <laughs> keep keep pushing towards the end because those people can be very last minute with things. Um, yeah. My daughter's just done a sponsor, her first sponsored swim. She did four lengths in the big swimming pool um, oh. at age two and a half with her with her armbands and her little woggle noodle thing. Um, but she did her four lengths in the dark. In, well, nearly the dark um, nighttime <laughs> thing, um, and. More people sponsored after than sponsored her before. <laughs> <laughs> people do it. They're like, oh, we saw the pictures that she did it on Facebook. I meant to sponsor. I didn't get around to it. I'll do it now and things. And yeah, I got like messages from people um, afterwards. So can still, oh, no, actually it will have closed by the time this goes out. But I'm sure you can sponsor her for her next, her next endeavor. Um, <laughs> and, and what advice would you give to new contestants when they're starting out fundraising? for the first time is that like that you said that the small you were talking about do a smaller event and then it makes the next ones easier do you think that's the best thing I think I think that is the best thing to do because it is especially if you're new to pageants it's really hard just to even if it's not with pageantry at all um it's really hard to get a large group of people interested in what you're doing it's 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 not easy um even if it's not about charity even if it's just a birthday party and you're new to the area it's hard to find people just to go so I think if you start off small and the bigger bigger it gets and the more events you have I think more people go to it and more successful it will be but I also think think of new ideas that people haven't done that's one of the hardest things is because there's lots of people, all the girls, pageant girls, do charity events. They all they all want to raise money, and it's hard to find a unique um, theme or type of event. You know, it's not easy. So I think that is something to look out for. Think of, be original. Think of something that's never happened before, never done before. It's, it's not easy. It's easy to say. <laughs> it isn't easy to do. So I think that is one of the most, is one of the things you should think about when you're starting about, you're starting your fundraising yeah and you can do so you could take an old idea and put a new twist on it yeah exactly my first one I'm doing is a quiz night pretty old hat everyone does a quiz night but I'm doing a very um expensive prize which isn't normally with a quiz night you might get a bottle of wine from it or you get the free round of drinks or you get your dinner paid for for the meal um but there's the prize bundle is going to be worth a few hundred pounds uh, that's really? my like little spin on it. I'm trying to get some live music, but it's, that's a struggle at the moment. So I haven't appetized. Yeah. I've just said there'll be breaks. Yeah. In the quiz. Um, <laughs> breaks. I was hoping to tie the music up beforehand before the flyers went out there. So <laughs> musical breaks, but I haven't said it's live music. 
Um, but that I, think, I will um, have this, this really expensive prize bundle. And that's what, that's my, yeah. it's, we call it your USP, unique selling point. Um, <laughs> the other event I'm doing is a big parent event, which there are events similar, but they're not charity fundraisers. Um, they're normally mm. run by mm-hmm. like a kids magazine or something like that. And we're trying to make a lot of it free to draw in the crowds. And we're actually making money from people booking the tables to that little bit individual businesses booking tables at the event as opposed to making money for people coming in. Um, Mm -hmm. It's making it a charity and community event. So it's not trying to get money off people as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think that's also um, a good thing to think about is once you start and you start finding sponsors, the the bigger the prize, let's say the nicer, the more the people would want to... How do I say this? Like my mom and I organized, I'm going to give them an example. We organized um, a king and queen gala in Portugal. And um, we found quite a few sponsors and got some prizes, wine, some football t-shirts, stuff like that. But actually um, the biggest prize was a, um, a holiday to Brazil. And this isn't easy to get. This isn't easy. We didn't get this from a sponsor. My stepdad won it in a golf tournament and then he donated it to the charity event. Oh, wow. So, that's awesome. Yeah. So we, we said that was what sparked. That's what got everyone to go. Once we found out we could use this for the charity event, we were like, oh, the biggest prize is a holiday for two to Brazil. And everyone started buying tickets and went crazy. This, is, this event was um, between my mom and I. My mom was um, competing in Galaxy um the year I won she was in the MS um, division when Beth Greenham won her national title my mom yeah. was first runner-up she also won Miss, Char- um, uh, Miss, Char- Miss Charity uh, oh, which fantastic. is interesting yeah so we did do that together and that that event was <clears throat> I know I said the Valentine was my most profitable but that's because that was the event I did by myself yeah. but this event was the most profitable in total and we raised Four thousand five hundred, if That's I'm not incredible. Yeah, and half of it went to the Christies, and half of it went to um, a breast cancer charity in Portugal. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. When the prizes are something that people really want, yeah. it will want to go there. And obviously, a holiday you can't just pull that out of your back pocket. <laughs> that, that we were just lucky with that one. But I think like once you have big, you have a prize that people would want to win. And I think you should also think about the boys as well. Um, because some dads, we have some pageant dads out there. Um, for example, Poppy's dad, like he, he's always just winning like eyelash extensions and stuff like that. He's not really going to want to go. So what, what I do is I try and get like football t-shirts, um, to try and get the men involved as well, because, you know, like I said, every little helps everyone. If we, if we find something that everyone would want it also increases the amount of money that you raise. Yeah. So I think that's also a good point to remember. Have a good variety, a good variety of prizes. And it's it's thinking about who you know to ask and things. I'm basically, I've not gone yet anywhere that I wouldn't normally go. I'm mm-hmm. asking at the butchers and the greengrocers and the nail salon and the spa that I go to and the gym that I go to. It's asking people you've already got those connections with first. And then once you've built up your confidence with asking them, you can start going into more places. Now I've got the flyers. I'm going to spend some time going up and down the high street and going into shops and saying, would you like to go yeah. to, the, to the prize bundle as well? Um, but not being, yeah, don't be so afraid to ask. Because also something you think is expensive might not have cost the shop that much in the first place. 
Yeah, exactly. Um, which is always nice. And things that will bring more customers in to them. Um, they might give you a £20 voucher, but most of their things are worth £25 in the shop sort of thing. It's gonna, they're they're yeah. going to get some business out of it and they're going to get a new customer coming in as well. Um, quite a lot of the new suppliers. But that's how people do it. They put the flyers in um, um, vouchers and discount codes and stuff in magazines. And then you go, oh, great. I've got £20 off at awesomefashions.com. Um, and you go and spend your £20 and realise that everything at awesomefashions.com is £40 or above. And you're like, oh, but it's only 20 quid. It's a bargain. Um, <laughs> but it still feels like you've been given £20. Exactly. Exactly. But I think even you just ask them. It's the, the worst thing they can say is no. They're not gonna. They're not gonna kick you out. They won't. It's just. I think it's stepping out your comfort zone. Also, is a great part in these type of things because not only will that get you prizes for your your fundraising event, it also prepares you. I think, especially being a team, prepares you for the future. Like yeah. stepping out there and making connections. So I think you just might as well. You might as well just ask. Yeah. There's no. There's no. You're not hurting anyone by asking the question. So I think that's a good Perfect. point that and you made there. Take, always take some flyers with you because if they say no, <laughs> you can be straight in there with, oh, would you just take a few flyers with me? Because they're not going to want to say no twice. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. I'm going to do that next time. <laughs> yeah, no, made the most of it. So what's the, the toughest thing about charity fundraising? I know we've talked about the economy is a bit tricky and things at the moment, to say the least. Um, but in the, over the few years that you've been doing it, what have you found is the hardest bit? Um, I think the hardest bit would be the finding sponsors that give you things for free. Yeah. Because... It is hard because when you do events like a disco, you need it's not just come to the disco and we'll raise money. There's lots of work into it. You have to get food, you have to get a DJ, you have to find a venue, and not everyone does that for free. So I think it's it's very hard to find people that would give you for free or give you a good discount. Luckily, um, the DJ that I found, he gave me a great discount and the first event he did it for free so I was lucky in that aspect but I think that's one of the hardest things is finding the sponsors um that will help your the amount of money you spend let like make it cheaper you know what I mean it's not it's not easy because there's lots of work into the charity events it's not just rocking up there you have to sometimes you have to put your own money into it yeah to be able to make it successful and obviously when I do these events I never um, take the money from that we've raised for the charity event where well, the money's raised that night is the money that goes to the charity I don't take any of that for my money that I spent yeah. um, but it is something that everyone needs to bear in mind that you do need to do these things you need to find a venue you need to and it's not for free so you have to that's the toughest thing I think is that your own financial spendings and your budgets as well yeah and so I mean some people can't afford to do that so it's not there is nothing wrong with needing to take your money back afterwards but make sure that you've documented everything get yeah. that excel spreadsheet going have it well documented that this was the funds that came from x y and z because it might be a case that you have to put a deposit down to get your venue that you're going to get back afterwards and if yeah, you yeah. back and then throw it into your charity pot and realize oh no that isn't actually the charity's money that's that was my savings. Like I need to put that back <laughs> into my savings. Um, it's, yeah. That's totally fine. But make, yeah, make sure you're keeping good financial records 
Um, and yeah, XL, lo- love a bit of XL. What I did um, for my tickets, because um, I did have to pay for the venue, um, the, the, I had to pay, it was like for my specific venue, it was a specific amount per person. So what I did, and I did a form every person that bought the ticket where the money was going to. So I think I made the tickets about £10, maybe £10, something like that. That included food, that included everything, drinks as well. So what I told them was that um, this amount of money would go towards the venue and then the rest would go to charity. So that's another way I made money. Not only did I make money from the raffles, I also made money from the tickets. So I, I, I spreaded that out for the food. That's mainly what I did. But I did inform them because I think it's always good to inform them that, um, that you, you have to do that because if they're just thinking all that money is going to charity, I, think it's, I personally think it's unfair them not being aware that yeah. that's where their money is going as well. So that's what I did. I informed them that yeah. half of their money, ticket, the ticket, the, the money they bought, I have the money they bought. Sorry, <laughs> vomiting words here. <laughs> the ticket that they bought, um, some would go towards the food and the rest would go to charity. So I think it's good to let them know um, that you're doing that. I mean, there is now with the in the quiz that I'm doing, I've set up with Eventbrite that people can pay for their tickets on there. Um, mm-hmm. And the I think we have any expenses to come out of the tickets. Oh yeah, there's one. There's one that includes your first drink. So we have the expense of the first drink. We are trying to find a sponsor for the first drink. Um, and we're definitely getting the massively disc. We've got one op- option that's massively discounted, so we're getting it at a cost price. At the at the worst, we're getting it at cost price. Um, but it does say yeah, includes your first drink. Um, but with Eventbrite, I can either um, fuck up the cost myself of the processing of, of like my ticket being processed, or the person buying the ticket can choose to pay the extra bit. Oh, really? Um, so I've set it up so it's ten pound ticket. But when they come to pay, there's a booking fee and they can they can pay directly to me. They can get in contact with me and put it in my PayPal or my bank account and just pay the £10. If they want to do it the quick and easy way, it's like £1.37 more. But for a lot of people, they'd rather just pay the £1.37 and be able to do it in a couple of clicks. Um, yeah. They can sign in with their Facebook account. They can pay with PayPal and they're done. It's like two passwords and it's over. Um, and for, for a lot of people, they'd rather just do that and pay the £1.37 or whatever it is. But the other thing I have also seen with some of the ticket systems, if you if you use a processing system, you can buy your ticket and then do an additional donation to the charity on there. Oh. So in the, in the way, I can't, I'm not sure if Eventbrite was the one that did it, but I have seen them. So it's worth checking out. And there's quite a few different sites that do it now. Um, is have a play around and see which ones give you that option. So you'd be like, oh, I'm buying my £10 ticket and there's my booking fee of £1 fine oh, would I like to add an additional £5 donation to the charity? Yeah, why not? And click that, yeah. drops into your basket, and then you pay for your £16 total ticket. Um, so that's definitely, there's, there's a lot of great websites now that are, are trying to make it easier for you to run things. Um, it's just sort of finding, finding the right one that works best for you. Really. Yeah. Um, what's the biggest lesson you've learned about charity work through pageantry? lesson mm. just from from me raising like at my events or just as charity in a whole um from just charity work any charity work and it doesn't need to be a lesson about raising money for charity it can just be a life lesson that charity work has taught you I think that what charity work has taught me is it's it's taught me how to be I think it's it's something 
that has played a major role in my life um, as me growing up, um, being mature and realizing, appreciating the things I have. It just showed me that, um, like I mentioned before in one of the other questions, um, we do take things for granted. Um, I live in a foreign country and I, I appreciate that. I get to go to an international school. I get to meet people from all over the world. And I live in a house and I get food on my plate every single night. And not every child has that privilege around the world. And it's something that we don't realize, especially teenagers. Teenagers take things for granted. And I'm not saying I'm the most grateful child on the planet. There's some things that my mom will be like, oh, you can say thank you for that, Millie. Well, sorry. Being a teenager, that's how it works. But um, I think that's what it taught me. It taught me to appreciate things more. Mm. Um, it taught me to appreciate the things that I get given, um, appreciate the life I have. And to also take into consideration that people out there, um, people, let's say, with cancer or might not even be an illness, might just be they're homeless or just things like the unfortunate things. These people do need help. They're not just sitting on the street because they want to. They, they, something happened and sadly that's how their life turned out. But if we get out there and help them, it will make their lives better. And knowing that you're helping someone is the best gift that you can give yourself it's the best type of growth, in my opinion, especially at my age. It's something that I really advise us all to do. Um, so I think that would be my biggest lesson would be the appreciation of what I have and to appreciate everything that I've got. I think that's a really lovely note to end on as well. So um, before we wrap up, is there anything else that we've missed? I feel like we've covered a lot. <laughs> I always feel like we've yeah, covered we have. Yeah, we have. All the questions have gone into other questions. have gone yeah. into... <laughs> Big, huge route. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll tell everyone that's listening, I send the people I'm interviewing, I send them a list of questions in advance, but I put this big blurb at the top to say, these may vary because sometimes you <laughs> answer a question in a question that was before. Um, and <laughs> I try and keep it very chatty and we do. And some of the best, like the most wonderful feedback I've had about episodes, they'd be like, oh, I love that you guys talked about this, this and this. And I'm like, they weren't in the questions. They were just like <laughs> digressing into things. So it's always lots, lots to cover. And pageantry is such a broad spectrum topic. Yes, it is. But I do like having the themes so people know what they're going to get when they listen to an episode. Uh, so how can we find you on social media? I know you're taking a little bit of a break at the moment, but your events sound awesome. So I want to know when, I, when you... <laughs> Thank you. Well, on Facebook, it's just Millie Joe Adair, M-I-L-L-I. It's a random way to spell Millie, I know. J-O-A-D-A-I-R. That's my Facebook. That's where I post all my pageantry stuff, all my events, or when I'm announcing I'm a finalist. And then I do have my Instagram, and I mainly just post my pageant stuff on my story. I don't post them as a post. I do have a highlight, if you'd like to have a look at that. Um, and my Instagram name is... Mills Joe, so it's M I L Z Z J O. So that's my Instagram. Perfect. And I will make sure I link all of those down in the show notes as well. So if you're like me and can't spell, then you can just <laughs> copy and paste because we love we, love, we love a good copy and paste. <laughs> We love copy and paste and we love pyjamas here at Mummy is Doing a Beauty Pageant. Uh, this is how we roll. Thank you so much again for coming on. Um, I'll let you, you get on enjoy the rest of your evening and, and I'll see you hopefully at one of your awesome events next time you're competing. Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. It's wonderful you've given some of it to this episode. 
please rock on over to our Facebook or Instagram and share your thoughts. And I would love you to give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, check the show notes or rock on over to our website, pageantlandpodcast.com for more information about the podcast or how you can be a guest on a future episode. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.